1: 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on the morning blend. Thank you so much for joining us on this very last week of June.
2: Just like that. How did that month go by so quickly?
1: You know, next week's the Fourth of July.
2: Next Tuesday. Yeah. You better start planning now. That's crazy. What you're going to be cooking now? I, I looked How did at that, that, that and I went, wow, I gotta I gotta plan that meal and figure out what we're doing and all of those things. So. Yeah. Yeah. Time you know that uh, that saying is the days are long but the years are short.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting to true. feel like the days yeah, are
2: short yeah. and the years are shorter.
1: Get to that 4th of July and then kids you can start thinking about going back to school. Wait I, a minute, didn't you just get out of school?
2: I I think that you know stores too they start to plan earlier and earlier I, I know, the next yes. season. I went into a Kohl's Department store. Right, we yeah. were just kind of ran in there to pick something up, and they had an entire section of their store with brand new backpacks already in it.
1: <laughs> See, yeah, I thought you were going to say Christmas decorations. No, backpacks. I, not quite yet. You, oh, yeah, see, there School you go. School just
2: got out, and I they know. can already pick out their new one for yeah. next year.
1: I think they usually run, any more holidays run about uh, two months ahead of time. You know, that's <laughs> when you start seeing stuff popping up in the uh, oh, store. My. So, you know, so after uh, the 4th of July, then you have, uh, what would be next? Labor, I guess Labor Day, Labor right? Day in
2: uh, September. Yeah.
1: Because there's be not really an
2: actual holiday in August at all. No. Uh, so, it's just v- summer vacation,
1: Summer vacay. Yeah. That's it. That's
2: it. And the thing with vacations too, especially if you're going somewhere, is you can spend months planning a vacation. Mm -hmm. So it feels like you got all this work you got to do, and then you finally get on your vacation, and then it flies by. I know. And then you're back at work again, and you think, what? I just spent... All this time planning it, it went by in a flash of time and now it's just back to regular old stuff.
1: You know what that is? What is that that's called? That's the circle of life. Okay. There you go. That's Always how, something to look forward that's, to. That's right. The circle of life.
2: Do you have a nice weekend? Oh, had a beautiful weekend. Now, at your um, urging, my yes. daughter and I took a little stroll through the uh it's lakewood or is it it's not it's the, lake oswego it's, it's
1: the lake oswego festival of the arts
2: festival of the it's Arts,
1: put on by the lakewood center is the right lakewood across, center okay. across the street yes that's we what were i was there thinking of you a, were there
2: i didn't see you i know
1: we, we had a wonderful evening how could fun. i not
2: see miss you
1: i know, I know. well <laughs> it was quite a quite a few people
2: there were quite a few people there so we took in a little jazz group my daughter was less impressed she was like okay Uh, that's, I've seen it, heard a song, it was great, had some snacks, saw the yard, let's go to the mall.
1: You didn't stay for the headliner.
2: I'm a little disappointed from what I understand. Yeah. They were pretty good. The
1: romantics. Yeah. They were good. Still can rock it. They can rock it. (laughs) Yes, it was a lot of fun.
2: All right, next year I'm going to have to remember to go for the headliner, and maybe I can get my kids to stay a little longer.
1: Yeah, see, because you know, on my podcast, I interviewed Danny Schaffler, and Danny is a longtime uh, musician here in the area, and he curates the music for the Lake Oswego Festival of the Arts, which he's been doing for years, along with his wife and so uh yeah he always puts together a great show and so it's fun to go there we even went back yesterday because we you? yeah because we didn't get a chance really to look at the art because we were more music inclined on saturday and so we went back yesterday and uh, strolled the booths some nice stuff wasn't there was there. some
2: beautiful
1: artwork yeah there
2: were more than a couple of pieces i would love to hang oh, uh, yes. over my mantle for sure yeah no
1: doubt so it was warm yesterday though we were walking around and Both my wife and I are like, after strolling the booths, it's like, whew, man, it's kind of warm. So I was just looking at the temp. About 82 is what it got okay. to yesterday. So, you know, that's...
2: But, uh, you know, 82 in the shade versus 82 when you're walking out in the sun, yeah. direct sunlight. It feels a whole lot different.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, and that's kind of what the week is looking like. It's going to be a beautiful week.
2: I Again, I just remind, don't let it get out to the rest of the world. Summers <laughs> in the Pacific Northwest yeah. are like none on Earth. Actually, just amazing weather that we've got coming up.
1: So, you know, the 4th of July weekend coming up Sunday, looking all the way there, 90.
2: Oh, really? So
1: it could be a warm 4th of July. I mean, it can change, but at least that's what it's looking at right now. So we'll see.
2: I feel pretty good because I was able to get out into my backyard yesterday. We had some moss growing on our patio and it's just been kind of not, it it just needed attention and we've been putting it off, putting it off. And uh, all of my plants were kind of on one side of the patio because I kept meaning to kind of scrape and blow sure. off. So finally yesterday, I said, all right, Getting to w- it. right, y- we're cleaning this off. So nice. I got the kids out and <laughs> help mom. Yes. Come help mom.
1: I like how you said that cleaning this off. I got the kids out there. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's how all. it works. That's why you have kids.
2: Hey, you, you want to live rent fee in this place? Yeah, that's right. It does you require a little bit of work.
1: That's right. What do you have coming up today?
2: David, the Oregon nurses are back on the job. Still no contract with Providence Hospitals. Now they're asking the Attorney General to take into some law violations when the hospital hired replacement workers. Mm. All right. So the plot thickens.
1: Talk about a car recall as well coming up.
2: All right. Great show ahead for you on this Monday morning. Here is Kara Klein and Waymaker. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
1: That is Kara Klein and Waymaker. It is 7-Eleven at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this beautiful Monday morning, last week of June, counting it down. So yeah, July 1st will be Saturday.
2: That's, uh, That's, let's see, first, second, third, yeah, because Tuesday is the fourth. That's right. Just just make the most of this week.
1: (laughs) Okay. Speaking (laughs) of this week, you're going to hear about a celebration coming up
3: after the forecast. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and parish in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, pardon what I have been, sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory, and mine eternal salvation, through Jesus Christ my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless.
4: For more prayer resources, please visit our website at
1: materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app.
5: During June, Mater Radio unites with Catholics around the world to start the summer by honoring the Most Sacred Heart of Jesus. Grow closer to Christ during this special time through our three-daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass, the Sacred Mysteries of the Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and a wide variety of inspiring spiritual reflections. Mater Radio is also honored to take your specific intentions to the Most Sacred Heart of Jesus through our powerful prayer hotline. Share your personal requests with our dedicated prayer team right now by clicking the Pray button on the Hail Mary Media app and MatredayRadio.com. or call the prayer hotline directly, 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. And let us pray for you throughout the month of June as we lead souls into the most sacred heart of Jesus through the Immaculate Heart of Mary at Matreday Radio.
1: And it is 714 at Monterey Radio. Yeah, it's going to be a really nice day today. Mostly sunny skies, high of 79 degrees. Clear overnight tonight, low of 55. And then mostly sunny for Tuesday, 80. Wednesday, 82. Thursday, 85. Friday, 84. That's yeah, that's, that's a pretty nice pretty week. pretty
2: nice for a summertime week weather. Sure is. Currently, it is fifty-six degrees at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in Vancouver,
1: and fifty-seven degrees at St. Pius the Tenth Church in Portland.
2: When the Dobbs case overturned Roe v. Wade last year, we celebrated this decision. It was an answer to prayers and a lot of hard work for decades. But that didn't mean the work was over for the pro-life movement here in Oregon. There is still so much more to be done. Joining me this morning to let us know what Oregon Right to Life is working on, details on a special week to celebrate life, is Makaira Williamson, their community outreach director. Good morning, Makaira. It is great to have you on the morning show.
6: Good morning, Brenda. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for the opportunity.
2: Mackay, first, share with our listeners how you became involved in the pro-life movement and your term now at Oregon Right to Life. Yes, absolutely. So my background is actually
6: in education. I have a degree in English. I taught English at a private school in Portland for a little bit before I decided to go back to school at Boise State University, where I got a master's in English, where I taught college-level writing. And then when I graduated, I was looking around to decide what I wanted to do next. And that was right when uh, the Dobbs decision came out. And I knew that I wanted to be involved in making a difference in Oregon. If I'm going to be here in this state, I want to be part of protecting life and supporting life and changing our culture from this culture of death to a culture of life. And so when that opportunity opened up with Oregon Right to Life, I jumped at the chance be involved, and I have been loving my work ever since with Oregon Right to Life.
2: Makaira, when you spent those years on college campuses during your education, did you find that you were kind of an outlier and found it difficult to find like-minded people that supported life the way that you did?
6: I I would say so. In my undergraduate degree, I went to a private liberal arts college, so there are many more like-minded people there, but at the public university, it was, I was very much the outlier mm-hmm. and it was difficult to find people who would respect your opinion, uh, let alone listen to you state it in good faith. So it has been really wonderful to be working on a team with like-minded people where we have that common goal together.
2: Makaira Williamson is joining me today. She is the Community Outreach Director for Oregon Right to Life. We're talking this morning about how the work continues in the pro-life movement. Makaira, as I said in our introduction, we celebrated the Supreme Court decision last year on the Dobbs case. In fact, research is now showing that tens of thousands of lives in the last year have been saved because of the decision. But that doesn't mean that the work is ended, especially here in Oregon. There's so much to do. What has Oregon Right to Life been working on in the last year since that decision was made?
6: Oh, there is so much going on. It's very exciting. With the Dobbs decision, I think there was shock for a little bit, right? You know, the pro-life movement had been working toward this for nearly 50 years. And it was kind of that colossal thing that we were trying to achieve. And so when that happened, we absolutely rejoiced and were delighted in that because there were 64 million lives lost during the time of Roe v. Wade. And so we are so excited and happy to have that overturned. But the fact still remains that Oregon uh, does not have any protections for the unborn in our state. Abortion is legal until the moment of birth for any reason. And so we kind of had to turn from rejoicing to, okay, what now? How do we seize on this moment? How do we build momentum? How do we continue saying that we will protect life in this state? And it has been so exciting to see pro-life advocates across Oregon commit to protecting life and affirm that we are here to support women and families and to protect the unborn and that we will not back down no matter what our culture is saying about the value of life. And that's one of the reasons I'm so excited about this program that we have coming up with Celebrate Life, because it's an opportunity for advocates to keep doing that and keep celebrating life and protecting life and saying that we are here no matter what the law in Oregon says.
2: We are here Makaira and it is an exciting week as I said while there is much work to be done it doesn't mean that we can't celebrate the hard work of so many people for decades as, as you said Gosh. beginning June 26 all week long is a celebrate life week Oregon right to life every day you are celebrating a unique aspect or idea for the day I would love to start talking about this now. So how did you guys decide to set up this week and how'd you pick all of these special opportunities to celebrate all the different aspects of the pro-life movement?
6: Yes. It initially was just born out of the idea that, you know, we need to celebrate. This is an exciting moment and we want to build momentum on that and continue moving forward in the pro-life movement in Oregon. And it hatched initially out of thinking about outreach And how many people in Oregon don't know what the law is? In Oregon, the law says abortion is legal until birth for any reason, which most pro-choice people actually disagree with. That's how extreme the law is here. And so how do we make people aware of that fact and encourage them to change their voting habits and how they support women and families? So we started with thinking about that. And then we started thinking, okay, how do we support life in general in Oregon? Because it is so much more than just supporting life during pregnancy. It's also about supporting women, about supporting families, about supporting foster and adoptive families, and helping throughout every stage of life. And so that's kind of how we hatched the idea of a week of days where we have different themes and we're focusing on different ideas, elements of being pro-life and supporting life in Oregon everything from outreach and talking to your neighbors to praying outside an abortion facility to help women see that there are other options and choices. And so it kind of runs the gamut. There are a lot of options and ways for people to be involved because we also know that the pro-life movement is not limited to one skill set. And sometimes people feel like, oh, well, I'm not good at that. I can't get involved in that way. But there are so many ways to get involved. And we also wanted to highlight that so that. Advocates in Oregon see the importance of their involvement in so many different ways, not just at working in a pregnancy resource center, but also through prayer, through babysitting for a young family, and all of those elements come together to create that culture of life in Oregon.
2: Makaira, I believe that you are right when people do not realize about the extremity of Oregon's abortion law. Beginning on June 26th, that first day is focused on grassroots outreach. What is uh, this opportunity available to people on Monday?
6: Yes, so grassroots outreach, it's an opportunity for people to get involved with door knocking and going around and telling their neighbors what the law is what it means for Oregon families, and how they can be a part of changing the law and changing the culture in Oregon. And I know from the conversations I've had with people, uh, Oregonians are often shocked to find out what the law really says. And many of them, they know that's not true, and they have to walk away and Google it to verify that that's what the law is. And so reaching the middle of people who are willing to consider the pro-life view is so important. And that's what we're doing with grassroots outreach is people have the opportunity to sign up with an app uh, that will let them target households that are more likely to be persuaded to the pro-life view. So instead of knocking on random doors and hoping for a friendly ear, you're going to households where you know they're probably going to listen to you and you're spending your time well and you're making your case to them about why they should support life in Oregon. And so there's so many opportunities to get involved. We have door hangers in Salem and Kaiser. We're having a super Monday of sorts where people can gather at the Oregon Right to Life office and then head out to door knock together.
2: Oh, it is perfect, especially if you want to involve yourself in this way, but you feel a little hesitant, maybe going out alone. It's a great opportunity on Monday to join in on that. If you go to ORTL.org, Celebrate Life, you'll have these great action items that Makaira was just talking about, and you can join in. Makaira, I've enjoyed our conversation. We've only gotten through Monday. There is a whole week of activities, but I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break? so we can continue to celebrate life in our next half hour. Absolutely, Brenda. Thank you.
1: And it is 724 at Mater Day Radio on this Monday. Coming up Monday evening tonight, it is Living Stones with... Deacon Harold Burke-Sivers and Ken Hellenius. Wonderful program. Again, 730 tonight. Find out more on our programming page on our website at radio.com or through the Hail Mary media app.
3: Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722, that's 503-252-1722.
5: Hello, I'm Father Martin, a monk of Mount Angel Abbey. I want to invite you to our St. Benedict Festival on Saturday, July 8th, from noon to 4 p.m. Join us for prayer, a picnic lunch, Benedictine brewery beer and Oregon wines, live music, and other activities. The St. Benedict Festival is for adults 21 and over. Tickets are available now at mountangelabbey.org sbf.
1: Hi, everyone. This is David from Day Radio's Morning Blend. I would like to invite you to check out my new podcast, On The Go, where I have a chance to visit with coaches, musicians, artists, and more. We go a little bit more in-depth with the podcast, which hopefully gives you a little more insight into the good folks we talk to. It's On The Go, available on your favorite podcast platform or Monterey Radio's free Hail Mary media app. I'll talk to you
0: soon. Morning may have broken, but don't fret. David and Brenda can fix it. The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio.
1: And it is 726 at Mater Dei Radio. Honda recalling some vehicles. We'll have that for you in the news.
2: And Oregon nurses are back on the job, but negotiations still continue. I'll have the latest from the nurse, the ending, I should say, of the nurses strike coming up in three minutes. Here is Lee Wrestler. How sweet the sound. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
7: Before the sun could conquer night Before the mountains kiss the sky You were there breathing out new life From the deepest depth to the highest height When you spoke let there be light When you watched heaven and earth collide and sing a song of your delight and it's said, God of power, God of might. I'm lifting up my hands to you, my God, for everything you are and what I am, I. I'm singing out in praise to the skies above. Nothing but the truth, there's no beginning warning to you, there is perfection in everything you do, just by your presence I'm renewed. Wrestler
1: and how sweet the sound. It is 7:30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
2: And in your news this hour, a few months out from Atlantic's peak hurricane season, Bishop William Wack of Pensacola, Tallahassee, Florida, is calling attention to the precarious situation the diocese is in because of massive insurance rate increases. In a statement, he said in just the last five years, Florida has experienced significant damage, including here in the Diocese of Pensacola, Tallahassee. Because of the catastrophic effects of these most recent storms, insurance companies have completely abandoned Florida or increased their rates to astronomical levels. It goes on to say, unfortunately, the increase means the entire diocese, including schools, will experience very difficult increases in their annual premiums, both property and liability insurance. Bishop Wax said that as a result of the storms Florida has faced, the diocese was unable to obtain insurance coverage for its first. 25 million dollars of catastrophic windstorm property loss. Simply put, it's now self-insured for the first 25 million dollars per storm and is assuming significantly more risk. A spokesperson for the Diocese of Pensacola, Tallahassee, told Crux on June 22nd that despite the changes, the diocese is not exploring any changes to its parishes or schools at this time. Bishop Weck closed his video by asking the faithful for prayers through this hurricane season.
1: Well, a robot is combing the sea floor for debris from the fatal explosion of the Titan submersible as authorities in both the U.S. and Canada turn their attention from search and rescue to investigating what led to the maritime disaster and whether any laws were broken. According to U.S. Coast Guard Chief Investigator Captain Jason Neubauer, the board will work to determine the cause of the catastrophic implosion and fatalities, as well as make recommendations to pursue civil or criminal sanctions as necessary. For now, investigators are prioritizing recovering debris from the seafloor. Military experts found debris from the ill-fated submersible about 1,600 feet from uh, from the bow of the Titanic on Thursday, The salvage operation comes as questions remain about the submersible's design, the material used in its construction, and what caused it to implode, and when exactly the implosion happened.
2: The 2023 Oregon legislative session officially came to a close on Sunday afternoon. Lawmakers continued to power through a pile of still pending legislation on Saturday, but with more work to be finished, the House and Senate both reconvened one more time Sunday morning. The Oregon Constitution limits the session to 160 calendar days. So any bills still left waiting for a vote after Sunday? or dead in the water. Legislators have been sprinting for the past week to clear out the backlog that built up during the six-week Republican Senate walkout. Sunday morning, a notable resolution was passed. The Oregon Senate passed House Joint Resolution 16A, a constitutional amendment giving the legislature the power to impeach statewide elected officials this amendment will also be put before oregon voters on the ballot during the 2024 general election in november if signed by governor tina kotex another item on the legislature that was passed the one billion dollars for the i-5 bridge crossing how about that
1: well, Honda is recalling nearly 1.2 million vehicles in the U.S. because the rear-view camera image may not appear on the dashboard screen. The recall covers certain Odyssey minivans from 2018 to 2023, as well as Pilot SUVs from 2019 to 2022, and Passport SUVs from 2019 to 2023. Honda says in documents posted by the U.S. safety regulators that the problem was traced to a faulty coaxial cable connector. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says if the rear view camera image doesn't display, it can cut driver visibility, increase the risk of a crash. company says it received nearly 274,000 warranty claims. From May of 2017 through June 8th, it has no reports of any injuries. Dealers will replace a cable harness and install a straightening cover at no cost to owners who will be notified by letter starting July 24th.
2: David, I had a Honda Odyssey. You did? I loved it. Yeah. The first minivan I had that had the rear camera. Oh, right. You know, there was a time when we could back out of a parking space by you know, using our mirrors and looking over Mm -hmm, our shoulders. mm -hmm. But I got to tell you, I love that backup camera. I've grown quite accustomed to using it, even in my car now. And it's not half as long as that giant odyssey was. They are nice. Loved my odyssey. Well, nurses at Providence Hospitals in Portland and Seaside have returned to work following a five-day strike this week, but contract negotiations are still ongoing. Representatives from Providence and the Oregon Nurses Association continue back and forth contentious debate. ONA members accused Providence on Friday of violating Oregon law by using professional strike breakers with union representatives calling on the Oregon Attorney General's office to investigate Providence use of fill in staff from U.S. Nursing Corporation. In a letter to Attorney General Ellen Rosenblum, ONA referenced a specific provision of Oregon law that prohibits professional strike breakers from seeking employment as replacement workers during strikes, prohibits employers from hiring them for that purpose. Providence did not initially say where its replacement nurses came from, but on Saturday, Providence General Division Chief Nursing Officer Jennifer Gentry confirmed that the hospital did hire nurses from U.S. Nursing Corporation. Gentry said Providence would not have been able to maintain service at its hospital if not for the replacement nurses from the company. Now bargaining has been paused since June 8th and Providence said it wouldn't negotiate with the union until the strike ended. Providence home health and hospice nurses are tentatively scheduled to resume talks on Tuesday.
1: And in sports, Florida scored the most runs in college baseball World Series history and came up one short of the record for the largest margin of victory in a 24-4 to uh, route.
2: Whoa, yeah. what?
1: a 24-4 to route of LSU on Sunday. So that is forcing the deciding Game 3. The Gators hit six home runs on a windy day at Charles Schwab Field and pounded LSU pitching for a CWS record-tying 23 hits a day after Ty Floyd struck out 17 in the Tigers' 4-3 to win. That was an 11-inning game. So the teams play the final game of the College World Series tonight with the winner earning the national championship. So... (laughs) One one game.
2: That's uh, you know you just love all. those series that gets down to the final yeah, game. So. It makes it all very exciting. Um, that was quite uh, quite a route. Uh, yeah. we'll say yesterday. Yeah.
1: So it broke the uh, record that goes all the way back to 1957.
2: <laughs> what was that score? It
1: was Notre Dame over Northern Colorado, 23 to two.
2: Good heavens. Yeah.
1: So anyway, we'll see what happens now. It should be a good game. I got to watch that now. That I'm going to put it on yeah. my, I'm
2: going to make myself a, a little reminder so I don't forget. Well, there are many lay movements in the Catholic church organizations within the broader family of God dedicated to specific spiritualities and evangelizing missions. One such widespread organization is Opus Dei, the only personal prelature of the church. Members of Opus Dei celebrate the feast day of their founder, Saint Jose Maria Escriva, on June 26th. That's today. Saint Jose Maria led a fascinating life that's well worth reading about. Among other things, he died, uh, nearly died as a child and had to flee Madrid during the Spanish Civil War. But here are three things that, well, he offers us today. He says, first, Make a morning offering of your day to God. Starting the day with prayer was a frequent recommendation of his. Secondly, pray the Angelus at noon. Saint Jose Maria had a great love for Our Lady and always encouraged devotion to her. And then lastly, Examine your conscience at night. Examining your conscience every evening is another Catholic tradition that St. Jose Maria strongly encouraged in his writings. Besides these three habits, members of Opus Dei are encouraged to do daily readings of spiritual books and the Bible, pray the rosary daily, go to daily mass and spend about 15 minutes each day in mental prayer.
0: It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community.
2: This evening at 8 o'clock, it is a classical guitar concert at Mount Angel Abbey in the Library Auditorium. Mount Angel Abbey invites all to an evening of classical guitar with Scott Krisner and Mario Diaz. Scott has played for one of the previous Bach festivals and Mario Diaz is the great uncle of the late father, Bernard Sanders. The intimate concert and initiative of the mount angel institute seeks to elicit mount angel abbey's rich way of promoting arts and culture now remember you can find details on these and other events head over to the community calendar matradayradio.com and the hail mary media app
1: and brenda continues her interview on the life celebration right after the forecast
8: Join Mater Dei Radio and Father Eric Anderson in a prayer to St. Joseph.
5: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Joseph, you are the chaste and loving spouse of the Virgin Mary, the foster father of Jesus, the protector and provider of the Holy Family and all families. We have complete confidence in your loving care for new life and in your fidelity to the family. We commend our efforts to your prayers and protection. Help us always to defend the gift of human life, that it may grow to the abundance of eternal life promised and bestowed on us by your Son, our brother, Jesus Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
8: For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit maturadio.com.
6: Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Day Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at
2: holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com.
1: And it is 7:44 at Motterday Radio. It looks like a beautiful day today, mostly sunny skies. Maybe maybe a morning cloud out there somewhere, so uh, don't be surprised. High of 79 degrees, mostly clear overnight tonight. Low of 55, and then sunny again for Tuesday. High of 80.
2: Currently, it is 58 degrees at the Grotto here in Portland,
1: and 55 uh, 55 degrees at Saint Paul's Church in Eugene.
2: And I am back with Makaira Williamson. Makaira is the Community Outreach Director at Oregon Right to Life. It is a new post for her, but boy, she has really jumped in and had a great week ahead to celebrate life. Makaira, thanks so much for staying with me through the break. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity. Makaira. we began to talk about this special Celebrate Life Week. It runs through the week and every day has a very special theme. On Tuesday, Pregnancy Resource Center support. This is wonderful. Tell our listeners what can happen on Tuesday for them to get involved in.
6: There's so many ways to get involved in Pregnancy Resource Center support. And a lot of times, Pregnancy Resource Centers actually need that special skill set that you may not think of, they need help with keeping up their yard work, or maybe building on to their facility—a project like that, painting the back room. There are ways to get involved with your skills in that sense. But there are also ways to just support the pregnancy resource by giving center by giving them the funding and the materials that they need to continue their mission. Pregnancy resource centers are not funded by the state; uh, they are there dependent on the goodwill of donors to, and their desire to help women and families. And so they often can use uh, clothing, maternity clothes, uh new or gently used a newborn to, I believe it's 4T usually, yeah. is what they need in the clothing range. And so it can be anything from providing that to setting up a baby bottle drive at your church uh, to gather donations to support the Pregnancy Resource Center volunteering to help out with their fundraising events that they have coming up or just showing up and saying, hey, what do you need me to do? I've got a pair of hands and I can scrub a floor or I can scour a sink. I'm here to help.
2: Oh, I think that is absolutely wonderful. Just stepping in to fill the void is exactly what you'll be able to do. Makaira, I've often heard this, especially in looking at different videos where, you know, people are having heated discussions about the pro-life movement and that pro-life movement is accused of being pro-birth and that we don't care once the baby is born that our goal has been done. On Wednesday, though, Celebrate Life Week focuses on family support, not just on making sure a child is born, but making sure their family, their mothers are taken care of in any type of situation or crisis that they might be in. Tell our listeners about how families need to be supported.
6: and Brenda, you are so right in the fact that people often mischaracterize the pro-life movement as not caring about children after they're born. And that is so far from the truth in every interaction I've had with advocates. Uh, they're so dedicated to supporting women and families before and after birth. And through family support, you can find ways to help with that, whether it's through donating to a local food bank, uh, finding a way to help with housing security, uh, donating to a domestic violence shelter, or even if you know a young family with a young mom who's busy and could use a break, helping out in babysitting, doing something to lighten the load of a young family or a mother. And there's so many ways to do that. We're just offering some starting points. But you know your community best, right? And everyone can look around and see what need is there in the families in my area. And how can I help fill that need?
2: Makaira Williamson is the Outreach Director at Oregon Right to Life. And even though the Dobbs case opened up such amazing ways that The lives of the innocent will be saved. The work is still continuing. And coming up, though, this week, we're going to be celebrating that decision. And Oregon Right to Life is focusing on a unique aspect of what we can all join in during the Celebrate Life week. Makaira, in our introduction, we talked a little bit about fostering and adoptive family services and it is there's such a need in this area for people to join in and support perhaps they're not able to adopt or foster but that doesn't mean they can't focus and help on this particular day also tell us a little bit about fostering and adoptive family support yes i know foster
6: fostering and adopting are really really big commitments and for a lot of families that isn't feasible right now but there's so many ways to get involved. There, You can make welcome boxes for children who are entering the foster care system, to help them feel less alone as they're entering that strange new territory. You can create launch boxes that are designed to help students who are graduating, aging out of the foster care system, and now they're going out and starting their own lives and they need additional support in that way can become a court-appointed special advocate or CASA is one way to really make a difference. Uh, CASAs are involved with the foster care system and their job is to advocate for that child and their best interest in the courts. And so walking with them through that journey. In some cases, the CASA may be the most reliable person in that child's life. And so there's so many ways to get involved. Sometimes that's, you know, putting the boxes together, providing that material support. And sometimes it's that interpersonal support as well, but it's not limited to the formal programs that you're going through. You can also get involved just by looking around. Is there a foster parents night out being held in your community? Can you sign up to help out with the babysitting so that those parents can go take a break and be refreshed and rejuvenated to continue the important service that they're doing. And so it doesn't even have to be formal in that sense, right? You can just, if you know a foster or adoptive family, say, hey, do you need a night off? Do you need a meal? Mm. Uh, do you need me to come over and clean the kitchen so that you can take a nap, right? And there's so many ways to just be creative and use our different skill sets to serve and support foster and adoptive families.
2: Makaira, as we move through this Celebrate Life Week, Friday, June 30th, we come to Sidewalk Advocacy. Tell our listeners about this. We often talk about the 40 Days for Life campaigns in the spring and in the fall. What is going to be happening on Friday? Is this a day just to find resources or will people be gathering on Friday to stand vigil?
6: We are asking people to stand vigil if they're able, even just for 30 minutes or an hour your presence outside an abortion facility saves lives. And we know that because Planned Parenthood tells us and they complain and they'll say, Hey, there's all these people out here praying and people aren't coming in for their appointments. So we know that this works and it doesn't have to be fancy. You don't have to be well-trained because anyone can stand there and pray on behalf of the unborn. And I think sometimes this is another area where we feel not qualified you know, who am I to go stand there and who am I to take on this responsibility, but it's an opportunity and it's a responsibility that we have. And we need to fulfill to speak up for the unborn at that last moment when their lives can be saved.
2: Oh, amen to that. It is a week of celebration coming up next week. Makira Williamson at Oregon Right to Life joining us today. On the final day, this is fantastic. Now, you have guided everybody along every single day, but come Saturday, July 1st, this is fantastic for people who are inspired by what we have been talking about. Choose your own adventure. I think that is absolutely perfect. What can people do to choose their own adventure on Saturday, July 1st?
6: Yes. During Saturday, people have the opportunity to go back and maybe repeat a theme from earlier in the day. They said, you know, I'm really drawn to helping foster an adoptive family. So I'm going to do that again. This is where my skills are. This is where I see a need in my community. Or maybe they're looking around and they're saying, wow, there's this big gap. There's this need in my community that I have not seen filled this week. And so I'm going to step in to this area with my skills and talents and Uh, connections to help serve in this way. And sometimes it's repeating a theme. One theme that we do encourage to be repeated is sidewalk advocacy for Saturday, because many abortion facilities are operating on Saturday. So there's a big need to repeat that day. But it's a chance for people to mull it over, think about how they can best serve, the needs that they see, and really step in. And our hope is that This will not be just Saturday choosing your own adventure, but continuing to choose your own adventure as you support life throughout the year. We are here to protect the unborn and support life, not just when we're celebrating or having a good time, but also when it gets hard and when we're busy. And our hope is that people will continue to choose their own adventure and serve their communities and support life throughout the year.
2: Oh, it is fantastic week ahead. Makaira, thanks so much for joining us. For listeners who want to find out more information, there's some information, too, about a passport that people can fill out while they go through the Celebrate Life week. Where can listeners go to find more information?
6: For more information, you can go to ORTL.org slash Celebrate Life. You'll have all of the themes for each day with suggested activities also has the passport that you can fill out to be entered to receive a piece of our new merchandise uh, that celebrates the overturn of Roe v. Wade. So check that out. Also, you can email Life at ORTL.org with questions or to request resources to help with any of the days. I also encourage everyone to look at our resources and Pregnancy Resource Center list and make sure that you know where the Pregnancy Resource Center is in your community, because you never know who you're going to meet who may need that information. And we want to be prepared and ready to share that with anyone at any time.
2: Well, thank you so much for all that you do for Oregon Right to Life, Makaira. And thank you so much for joining us today on The Morning Blend. God bless you.
6: Thank you, Brenda. You have
2: a wonderful day. And again, that is Makaira Williamson, the Community Outreach Director at Oregon Right to Live. I will also be sure to include links that'll get you right to the Celebrate Life week with all that information. You're going to find those links on the podcast of this interview, maturadayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app.
1: And it is 7:56 at Mater Day Radio. If you haven't done so yet, please check out our Hail Mary Media app. All the details are on our website. Give you access to our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. Tune into live broadcasts of Mater Day Radio and sign up for customized prayer reminders. That is the Hail Mary Media app. Details on our website at materdayradio.com.
3: Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio.
0: KBVM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield. Translator, K235BF, Eugene. And streaming at moderndayradio.com. Do you want to live a truly authentic Catholic life? This is Deacon Harold Burke-Sivers, and Monday nights at 730, Ken Hellenius and I team up for Living Stones. This dynamic weekly show will help you deepen your relationship with Christ and His Church with practical ways that you can grow in faith, participate more fully in the liturgy, and practice charity towards all. Join us for Living Stones, Monday nights at 730 on Day E Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Grab some coffee and take the morning blend with you anywhere you go. Listen to the podcast at MaterDayRadio.com.
1: And it is 7.58 at Matterday Radio. Well, did you know Oregon has a new state vegetable? What? Yes, we'll tell you what it is in the news. I
2: hope it's a good one.
1: I think you'll like it.
2: Okay. And men are giving up remote work and returning to the offices faster than women. A new report shows is this going to make a difference in advancement. I'll have that story for you coming up right after
9: Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. Each one of us is called to be a saint. It's not some Catholic superstar status or an impossible goal that's just out of reach. In fact, if I were to ask you if you wanted to be a saint and you said, nah, that's not for me, I can never be one, then I'm here to humbly tell you that you don't actually know what a saint is when someone's declared a saint in the church we have a total faith that without a doubt they're in heaven with god and we can look at their life as a model of faith that's all that a saint is there's someone who made it period saying that you don't want to be a saint means that you don't want to reach heaven that means total separation from god for eternity no thanks i will happily run toward my sainthood any day over that where the confusion lies is the formal title of saint There is a process in the church and it's intentionally extensive and thorough so that we don't just arbitrarily declare a nice person a saint. That's never been what the church offers as truth. This doesn't mean that someone not formally recognized as a saint isn't in heaven. It just means that they haven't been declared venerable or a candidate for sainthood yet. There are three main stages to declare someone a saint. Examination of their life, beatification, and canonization in that order. During the first stage, five years must pass after the Venerable's death to begin their cause for canonization to allow emotions to settle and not play a main factor in the process. Then it's up to the bishop to open a formal investigation into the candidate's life. Did they live a heroically virtuous life or receive martyrdom? Did they have a miracle credited toward their intercession? A posito is then drafted, a detailed report that includes their life, any necessary documentation, eyewitness accounts, or personal writings, and details of the miracles throughout the investigation. A group of nine theologians will then examine and vote on whether or not the individual has cause for canonization. Thus ends the first stage. Stage two then begins where a venerable becomes beatified and earns the title blessed. At least one miracle must be credited toward their name and confirmed by the Pope for a venerable to be cleared blessed. Unless they are a martyr, they automatically receive the title blessed if they indeed lived a life of heroic virtue. The final stage is canonization. This requires a second confirmed miracle attributed to their intercession. This finally grants an individual the title saint and recognized by the universal church as joyfully in heaven with God. On rare occasions granted permission by the Pope, this process can be accelerated. St. Peter the Martyr was canonized within a year following his death. Most, however, will wait hundreds if not thousands of years to be canonized. My goal isn't necessarily to be officially recognized as St. Sophia when I'm gone, but it is good to know that we have all types of models of faith to help us reach our own sainthood and be united with God for eternity. All you holy men and women, pray for us.
1: And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Matri-Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at moterdayradio.com. It's 801.
2: Pope Francis has urged Christians not to be afraid of suffering criticism, economic loss and persecution for being faithful to what the church teaches. In his Sunday Angelus address, the Pope underlined how Jesus' words, do not be afraid, still apply today. He reflected in particular on Jesus' warning in the Gospel of Matthew. The Pope explained how Jesus told his disciples not to be afraid shortly after telling them about the persecutions that they would have to undergo for the Gospel. Pope Francis added that Jesus' warning means that the only true fear one should have is of throwing one's life away, chasing things that do not ultimately matter. After praying the Angelus Prayer in Latin with the crowds gathered below in St. Peter's Square, the Pope gave a shout-out to volunteers with Radio Maria Italy, who held up a long banner inviting everyone to place themselves under the mantle of the Blessed Virgin Mary. The Pope also said that he was saddened to learn of the prison riot in the Tomorrow Women's Penitentiary Center in Honduras earlier this week, which 46 inmates were killed.
1: Well, the government will require heavy trucks and buses to include automatic emergency braking equipment within five years. The announcement coming from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says the move will prevent nearly 20,000 crashes and save at least 155 lives a year. The announcement follows a similar move last month for all new passenger cars and light trucks. The action represents the Traffic Safety Agency's latest efforts to regulate electronic systems that take on certain tasks that drivers themselves have normally handled. The American Trucking Associations, the industry's largest lobbying group, welcomed the announcement. The Highway Safety Administration says there are about 60,000 rear-end crashes a year in which a heavy truck or bus is striking the vehicle.
2: Men are giving up remote work and returning to offices in the U.S. faster than women, according to new government data. The share of men who worked at least partly at home on an average day dropped to 28% in 2022, that from about 35% the year before the results of an annual survey published Thursday by the Bureau of Labor Statistics. For women, the share working at least partly at home fell only slightly from f- to 41%, that from 41.5%. So workers have seized the opportunity to work remotely since the pandemic and still favor having the option to do so, despite calls by some companies for a return to the workplace. In a meeting with Bloomberg News on Thursday, Chris Hyams, chief executive of the hiring platform Indeed, said searches by job seekers for positions that are remote or hybrid are at almost five times their pre-pandemic level. Nonetheless, some major companies have started requiring workers to spend more time in the office lately, including Goldman Sachs, Apple, and Amazon. Yeah. So this will be interesting, though, to see the following. So we're talking about 28 percent of men yeah. working at least partly in the office Mm -hmm. versus 41 percent of women that's quite a difference so what i wonder though is if you will tend to start seeing advancement of those people who are working in the office versus those remotely just because of you had that person-to-person interaction if the boss sees you there and work doing work that is that going to make a difference
10: Uh
2: no statistics yet on that. right
1: good question. Well, Brenda, in case you didn't hear this already, what's that? Oregon has a new state vegetable, and I don't know how the good folks of Idaho are going to take this because it's the potato. A potato. The potato. So last Thursday, the Oregon legislature passed a resolution naming the spud as the state's signature vegetable, which is interesting because many thought the state already had its vegetable, the onion. Okay. But apparently, it wasn't as appealing.
2: Wonk, gong.
1: what I did there. I do. <laughs> uh, so more than 2.7 billion pounds of potatoes are grown annually in Oregon, according to a statement submitted by Senator Bill Hansel of Athena, who says the state is responsible for nearly 25% of all French fries exported from the U.S.
2: Oh, okay.
1: 25% come from That's Oregon. Us. Idaho, on the other hand, is the top potato producer in the country. It produces around 13 billion pounds of potatoes each year, according to the Idaho Potato Commission.
2: So I'm surprised that Idaho doesn't already have this as their state
1: well, the, potato. they may. They may, too. They may, too. So yeah. we can also... Yeah, I mean, there's no, uh, there's no rule that says two states can't have the same okay. state vegetable. The
2: other thing that I am incredibly impressed by is that we are putting potatoes in the vegetable column now. Uh, I didn't think it was a uh, vegetable. I thought it was some other kind of starchy thing. A fruit? Uh, No, like a tuber. tuber. It's a root, isn't it?
1: Yeah. It's a root vegetable. Have you heard root vegetables?
2: I don't think the body accepts a potato, the nutrients from it, the same way that it'll accept, say, Brussels sprouts or You know, zucchini or something like that. I don't know. What
1: would be your uh, vote for the state vegetable? Oh,
2: don't get me wrong. I love me a potato. I just don't ever think of it as a a vegetable on my plate. Yeah. It's a carbohydrate on my plate. All
10: right.
1: Let's Google it. Is the potato a vegetable? Okay. Look it up. Send
2: your opinions (laughs) to David at Uh, my... No,
1: no. Don't send it to me. (laughs) I want the onion. I want that. Well,
2: I, That's the other funny thing, too, because we're not Walla Walla here. That's no, in Washington. That's in so you think they would they have, have those. Means,
1: yeah. So I don't know. It's what it is.
2: It is what it is. It is. Under Michelangelo's frescoed ceiling in the Sistine Chapel, Pope Francis told more than 200 musicians, writers, poets, and other artists to be like prophets pursuing true beauty and using their art to shake up the societies where they live. The audience with an international group of artists marked 50 years since St. Paul VI inaugurated the modern and contemporary art collection in the Vatican Museums by celebrating Mass in the Sistine Chapel with artists from around the world. Pope Francis told the artists to distance themselves from depicting a cosmetic form of beauty that conceals rather than reveals, and to instead create art that strives to act as a conscious critical of society, unmasking truism. Bishop Paul Teague, secretary for the culture section of the dicastery, told reporters following the audience that there were no clear criteria for choosing the artists invited to the audience, but that with meeting with the Vatican, hoped to communicate its openness to engaging with modern art.
1: All right. By the way, potato is put in the starchy vegetable category. It's
2: It's starch, but it is a vegetable. But it is a vegetable. Okay. Okay,
1: so there you go. Our state vegetable, by the way. <laughs> in sports, the Portland Timbers wrapped up their June schedule with a one-to-one draw with New York City FC Saturday night at Providence Park. So the tie did not help the Timbers gain any ground in the playoff picture. Portland still sits outside of the cut line, for MLS postseason action. There's still a long way to go, though, in the regular season that extends to the middle of October. Portland Thorns, on the other hand, reside in first place in the NWSL standings following their 4-2 win over the Washington Spirit Friday night at Providence Park. Sophia Smith, the hat trick, three goals for the Thorns, and so now she is headed off to the U.S. team to play in the World Cup. Oh,
2: exciting.
1: Great way to finish for her.
2: After moving to Texas from the East Coast, a family adopted a neighborhood senior who jumped in to welcome them when they arrived. Sharina Caraballo and her husband, Wilson, met 82-year-old Paul Callahan in March last year when Wilson began working on their recently purchased home, and he offered him a ladder to work with. From then on, it didn't take very long for the family of eight and their new neighbor to become close and for Paul to take on the role of de facto grandpa. A retired Texas Instruments manager, Paul's wife sadly passed away six months before the family moved into the neighborhood, and Tarina asked her family provided an important refuge for Paul. The Carabalos and Paul now see each other every day, inviting him to all family cookouts. They spend every holiday together. And this Father's Day, oh, Paul got a new shirt from the family as a present. Oh, that's nice. Sharina and Wilson were really appreciative when they moved into the new neighborhood. But Paul's warm welcome really helped them at ease offering the new homeowners advice and help with all kinds of issues they were facing with their new home. Paul would even bring over some tools and show Wilson how to fix a few things in his (laughs) garage. Sharina's kids love Paul as much as she does, and the elderly man makes great efforts to make them feel at home too. As much as Paul has helped the family, Sharina thinks her family played an important role in the months that followed the passing of Paul's wife. You ever
1: see the movie Otto?
2: yes that that's this this is is probably the real life story that's amazing (laughs) when you're
1: when you're reading that i'm like oh it sounds like the movie Otto.
2: that is a fantastic movie of course tom hanks Hanks. would play Uh, a a curmudgeon maybe a version of paul but still how wonderful he comes around though he does come around yeah and it it sounds like with this family well they needed paul's help as much as paul needed a family to be with them Uh, that's wonderful
0: It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community.
2: Coming up this Thursday at 7 o'clock is a Dominican Rite Mass for the Feast of Saints Peter and Paul at Holy Rosary Church here in Portland. All are invited to attend a Dominican Rite Mesa Cantata in honor of the Feast of Saints Peter and Paul. Cantores in Ecclesia will sing Wise and Cheese Reception in Siena Hall will follow. You can't find all the details. Just head over to our community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app.
1: Hey, our good friend Leonardo Di DiFilippo is going to join us, give us the sub- summer happenings of St. Luke Productions. That's right after the forecast.
3: Support for Monterey Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsborough. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665.
5: During June, Mater Day Radio unites with Catholics around the world to start the summer by honoring the Most Sacred Heart of Jesus. Grow closer to Christ during this special time through our three daily broadcast of the Holy Mass, the Sacred Mysteries of the Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and a wide variety of inspiring spiritual reflections. Mater Day Radio is also honored to take your specific intentions to the Most Sacred Heart of Jesus through our powerful prayer hotline. Share your personal requests with our dedicated prayer team right now by clicking the Pray button on the Hail Mary Media app and MatredayRadio.com. or call the prayer hotline directly, 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737, and let us pray for you throughout the month of June as we lead souls into the most sacred heart of Jesus through the Immaculate Heart of Mary at Matreday Radio
2: it is 8 15 here at mater day radio sunny skies today and a comfortable summer afternoon highs today will stay in the upper 70s today maybe hit right around 80 degrees it is going to get a bit breezy in the afternoon and expect gusts out in the gorge then overnight we cool off to the upper 50s warming up a couple of degrees on tuesday then it looks like We stay in the 80s through the rest of the week.
1: All right, 57 degrees at St. Paul's Church in St. Paul.
2: And it is also 57 degrees at St. Rose Catholic Church up in Longview.
1: Well, the summer months may be slow time for some folks, but for the good folks at St. Luke Productions, the work continues to bring you inspirational performances that you have come to know and love from this talented company of faith-filled artists. Give us an update on their summer plans as the founder and president of St. Luke Productions, Leonardo DiFilippis, and he joins us this morning. How are you, my friend? Hello.
4: Very good. God bless you so much. Thank you for having me on, and it's so great to be able to talk to your, to uh, the audience here, the the listeners, because we've been with you guys a long time. So, uh, no, I, it's great. Yeah. Oh well, right. yeah.
1: we do appreciate that. Absolutely. Hey, I'm going to go back in your memory banks here. See, uh, see if you can answer this early morning question. Do you remember your very first summer job?
4: My very first. Summer job. Yep. Out of, out of school. With, out of school. Well, my dad was a butcher, so I had to go in the summers and um help him in the grocery store. So I was probably cleaning up the cleaning up the meat department there as the little go. kid.
1: There I go. Yeah. That's awesome. It's great to hear the diversity of jobs that kids have when uh, they're growing up and things they did. I, myself, I was telling Brenda, I was out uh, picking strawberries at, uh, on a platoon at a school. I think that was in middle school.
4: Oh, that's right. Well, I picked prunes, too. Prune trees. There you go. Oh, boy. Those were oh, the God days. Bless. Yeah, that's
1: right. Uh well, here we are in, heading into the summer months, St. Luke Productions. I uh, just kind of wanted to get an update from you. I know you always have a lot of things going on, performances, working on movies. And so uh, what What are the summer plans for St. Luke Productions?
4: Well, thank you for asking, me, David. Um, yeah, what we're doing right now is we have to uh, uh, kind of stop our traveling from uh, April and, and, excuse me, May and June in order to kind of regroup because we have so much going on uh, in terms of trying to get the shows all booked for next season, which starts in September. Right. So, uh, and we're still, it's still interesting coming out of the COVID years, you know, that kind of stopped us for two straight years. So people it's taken a while to get things drummed up again for live performances. So I want everyone to pray for that because that's been a complicated situation and we're hoping to get some of the old shows back uh, like St. Faustina and St. Uh, Therese and some of the others, um, uh, but the other thing is we're trying to complete the the, the editing of uh, Tolton, From Slave to Priest, uh, which we did in our studio, and uh, and then the last thing is we're trying to do Heart of Mercy, which is the movie that, you know, uh, stars um, Jonathan Rumi and, uh, from The Chosen, but also Maria Vargo, who did the uh, wonderful job with St. Faustina, and that's very complex, so we're kind of having a difficult time in terms of just the funding because we have to get through the summer months. We don't usually get any funding during the summer months, uh, very rarely, uh, too much. so uh, it's a uh, you know a tougher time to get through. So uh, we're just asking people to pray for us and to maybe if they can, if they can donate towards our cause, uh, you know, then then we we can keep going. keeping this ministry it's been forty three years hard to believe. And I can remember, you know, uh, going, talking about the past, uh, when, was, when it wasn't Mater Day Radio for those o- older listeners, KBBM, right. uh, when that was its true name at that time, you know, uh, there was two things that happened that were kind of significant. One was we had an opportunity to go to World Youth Day to open Maximilian Colby, the first show on Maximilian Colby at uh, World Youth Day, and it had to be in a giant theater. And we uh, they kind of threw a curve at us and said, "Well, you're going to be in the theater, but you've got to pay for it." And so it was either that or we not to, to do the show at all. Mm-hmm. So we actually, KBVM came to our rescue, and now Modern Day Radio, and they helped us raise the funds so that we could go to that, uh, the listeners. Wow And then the same thing happened with Saint. Therese when you know the movie that we did, which of course, was totally done by donations. And so everything we do is by donations, as you well know, do it right. at Modern Day Radio. So that was those were Christ, Christy times uh, when things were, were having a tough time. But, you know, because what we do when you do the saints, there's risks you take, particularly when you do art. You have to kind of complete the project. It takes time to do it. So in a sense, that's what happened. We took the risk for the different saints we did. And uh, lo and behold, God allowed that to happen through these through his faithful people so uh, anyway that's kind of where we're at sure we want to keep this going so um so that it can be a, a source David for into the future so that uh, a younger generation can also take this and continue to evangelize through God's greatest masterpieces which are his saints mm. Yeah,
1: very much so. And again, let me give you St. Luke Productions website. It's St. Luke Productions, all one word, St. Productions dot com. They do have a donate button on their website. So if you'd like to support St. Luke Productions, you can just go to the website. Correct?
4: Right. You just go to the website, and there's a red button on the right top hand side, and people can go right there. Or if they want to call the office. They can do that, too. That would be 360-687-8029, and you can repeat that. You know, you have that number, too, throughout throughout the day, but the thing is they can go to the website and donate right there, and that would help us a lot to keep this going so that I can continue to eat, also be on Sheraton and
1: everything else. <laughs> That's right. We we love to have you. Again, speaking with Leonardo Filippis, founder and president of St. Luke Productions, as they head into the summer months. Hey, tell me about Heart of Mercy before we run out of time. How are you doing with that? I know you've got a website for Heart of Mercy, which is linked to your main website, stlukeproductions.com. How is that coming along?
4: Well, what's happened, it's a very complex project. We're taking... The old footage that we did in, in uh, of two thousand thirteen and two thousand seventeen, and putting that together with a, a movie, and we have a backgrounds that we're making. Um, you know, they're they're three D, um, and it's pretty amazing. We finally found somebody who can assist us. He's from Germany. He's living in Florida right now with his wife, but he's going to help us now work on this project. So, and that could lead to some other people. So it's it's pretty. Um, Amazing. It's, what's difficult is, of course, we're going to be the first to um, visually show her visions, St. Faustina's visions of purgatory, of hell, of heaven, of, of of dying souls. So it that's why that's where it gets really complex. Sure. So anyway, it's 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 going to be beautiful, but it's just taking time because it's so technical. So I really ask for people's prayers and uh, and our whole website, Heart of Mercy and, and trailer and everything. That, that will all change and transform. Uh, but it's been a three-year journey and uh, with a lot of interruptions. So, uh, you know, you know, I've asked really everyone to pray for this, because this could be a huge healing for the world, but for the country. And if we have the money and the sources, imagine if we did it in every language uh, and dubbed it, you know, right. it could have a, a worldwide appeal. So say a prayer that this little movie that comes from our, you know, neck of the woods can do a lot of good.
1: Yeah, it's wonderful again if you go to the St. Luke Productions dot com, the website there. You can link to Heart of Mercy and learn more about the movie, and again, be able to support St. Luke Productions and their efforts throughout the summer and the rest of the year. Leonardo DiFilippis, founder and president of St. Luke Productions. Leonardo, always great to talk with you. As always, you got our prayers, our support, and we certainly will catch up with you here in the next several months, see how things are going.
4: Okay, well, God love you, God bless you, and I praying for all your listeners. All right. God bless you as well. And your staff. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Appreciate it. God love you. You too. Okay. You take care. Thank you.
2: It is 824 here at Mater Dei Radio. Always wonderful to hear from our good friend, Leonardo. So if your parish or community is maybe interested in having Leonardo come to your parish, I'll add the link to where you can get right to St. Luke Productions and perhaps maybe begin that planning for the fall by letting Mater Dei Radio know of any special events you have coming up. We'll get it on the community calendar. Even through these slower summer months, there's plenty of things that you can do right here in our own community. Head over to the Get Involved menu at matradayradio.com and there you're going to find the community calendar you're also going to have access to that same full calendar on the hail mary media app with an integrated map system going to get you right to where you need to be again all more information and how to get an information of your event to us go to MontredayRadio.com.
3: support for Day radio comes from our leadership circle members including dr mark bianco family dentist Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722.
1: Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including University of Portland dedicated to excellence and innovation in the classroom. Ranked as one of the top colleges in the West by US News and World Report, the University of Portland is home to robust undergraduate and graduate programs in its colleges of arts and sciences and its schools of business, education, engineering, and nursing. Learn more at up.edu.
4: This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for The Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the Church.
11: Catch The Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater De Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
0: The morning blend brewed in the pacific northwest guaranteed fresh every day on mater day radio the station dedicated to the blessed virgin mary
1: and it is eight twenty-seven 27 at mater day radio the u.s coast guard has opened up an investigation on the titan sub we'll have the details in the news
2: and oregon nurses are back on the job and still no contract with providence hospitals now they're asking the Attorney General to check into law violations when the hospital hired replacement workers. I'll have their story for you coming up in the news. Here is Marie Miller. You make the most of me. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. On
10: my own I'm afraid to step out on the sea alone No mountain move for me. But you breathe your life into my soul. You take a i mm-hmm.
1: the most of me. It's 831 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
2: In your news this hour, a few months out from the Atlantic's peak hurricane season, Bishop William Weck of Pensacola, Tallahassee, Florida, is calling attention to the precarious situation the diocese is in because of massive insurance rate increases. In just the last five years, a statement said, Florida has experienced significant damage, including here in the Diocese of Pensacola, Tallahassee. Because of the catastrophic effect of these most recent storms, insurance companies have completely abandoned Florida or increased their rates to astronomical levels. Unfortunately, he goes on to say the increase means the entire diocese will experience very significant increases in their annual premiums, both for property and liability insurance coverage. Bishop Wack said that as a result of the storms Florida has faced, the diocese was unable to obtain insurance coverage. For the first $25 million of catastrophic windstorm property loss, simply put, It now self-insured for the first $25 million per storm and is assuming significant more risk that includes both parishes and Catholic schools. A spokesperson for the Diocese of Pensacola, Tallahassee, told Crooks that despite the changes, the diocese is not exploring any changes to its parishes or schools at this time.
1: You know, wasn't it too a couple of weeks ago? We were talking about there were uh, some insurance companies in California that weren't going to do homeowners insurance anymore.
2: Whoa!
1: Yeah, something that something of that nature. So it's like mm, it seems to be a trend here now. It, it's seeing.
2: real unusual, yeah. boy. That is going to be catastrophic. One mm. storm to hit the diocese, and not it's not just you know one school too. It could yeah. be parishes, schools, diocese mm. offices hurricanes we're gonna keep an eye and prayers too for the season
1: something to watch well a robot is combing the seafloor for debris from the fatal explosion of the titan submersible As authorities in both the U.S. and Canada turn their attention from search and rescue to investigating what led up to the maritime disaster and whether any laws were broken. According to U.S. Coast Guard Chief Investigator Captain Jason Neubauer, the board will work to determine the cause of the catastrophic implosion and fatalities, as well as make recommendations to pursue civil or criminal sanctions as necessary. For now, investigators are prioritizing recovering debris from the seafloor. Military experts found debris from the ill-fated submersible about 1,600 feet from the bow of the Titanic on Thursday. The salvage operation comes as questions remain about the submersible's design, the materials used in the construction, and what caused it to implode, and when exactly the implosion happened.
2: Nurses at Providence Hospitals in Portland and Seaside have returned to work following a five-day strike this week, but contract negotiations are still ongoing. and Representatives from Providence and the Oregon Nurses Association continue back and forth contentious debate. ONA members accused Providence on Friday of violating Oregon law by using professional strike breakers, with union representatives calling on the Oregon Attorney General's office to investigate Providence's use of fill-in staff from U.S. Nursing Corporation. In a letter to Attorney General, ONA referenced a specific provision of Oregon law that prohibits professional strike breakers from seeking employment as replacement workers during strikes and prohibits employers from hiring them for that purpose. Providence did not initially say where its replacement nurses came from, but on Saturday, Providence Central Division Chief Nursing Officer Jennifer Gentry confirmed that the hospitals did hire nurses From U.S. Nursing Corporation, Gentry said Providence would not have been able to maintain services at its hospital if not for the replacement nurses from the company. Bargaining has been paused since January 8th, and Providence said it wouldn't negotiate with the union until after the strike ended. Providence Home Health and Hospice nurses are tentatively scheduled to resume talks on Tuesday.
1: Well, Honda is recalling nearly 1.2 million vehicles in the U.S. because the rear view camera image may not appear on the dashboard screen. The recall covers certain Odyssey minivans from 2018 to 23, as well as pilot SUVs from 2019. 2022, and passport SUVs from 2019 to 2023. Honda says in documents posted by U.S. safety regulators that the problem was traced to a faulty coaxial cable connector. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says if the rear view camera image doesn't display, it can cut driver visibility and increase the risk of a crash. Company says it received nearly 274,000 warranty claims from May of 2017 through June 8th has no reports of injuries, dealers will replace the cable harness and install a straightening cover at no cost to owners who will be notified by letter starting July 24th.
2: The 2023 Oregon legislative session officially came to a close on Sunday afternoon. Lawmakers continued to power through a pile of still pending legislation on Saturday, but with more work to be finished, the House and Senate both reconvened one more time Sunday morning. The Oregon Constitution limits the session to 160 calendar days, so any bills still left waiting for a vote after Sunday dead in the water. Legislature has been sprinting for the past week to clear out the backlog that built up during the six week Republican Senate walkout. Sunday morning, a notable resolution was passed. The Oregon State passed House Joint Resolution 16A, a constitutional amendment giving the legislature the power to impeach statewide elected officials. This amendment will also be put before Oregon voters on the ballot during the 2024 general election in November if signed by Governor Tina Kotek. Another big uh legislature that was signed was the approval of that 1 billion dollars that will go towards the Oregon portion mm-hmm. of replacing the I5 bridge. You
1: know what they call the end of the legislature when they adjourn? What do they call it? They call it they he died. Seriously, signy die. Signy die. Shiny sign die. There you okay. go. Okay.
2: That's uh probably spelled differently than it sounds. <laughs>
1: yes, it is. Uh sports Florida scored the most runs in college baseball World Series history, came up one short of the record for the largest margin of victory in a twenty-four to four route of LSU on Sunday, forces a deciding game three tonight. Gators hit six home runs on a windy day at Charles Schwab Field, pounded LSU pitching for a College World Series record 23 hits on the day. Pretty amazing. So the teams play the final game tonight with the winner earning the national championship. So I got to check out, see what time that is because I kind of like to watch that the final game College World Series. Always exciting. Okay. I'm 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 efforting that. Right now. And that would be at four o'clock this afternoon. Okay. There you go. I know where you're
2: going to be at that time, I guess.
1: ESPN.
2: There are many lay movements in the Catholic church organizations within the broader family of God dedicated to specific spiritualities and evangelizing missions. One such widespread organization is Opus Dei, the only personal prelature of the church. Now, members of Opus Dei celebrate the feast day of their founder, Saint Jose Maria Escriva, today. Saint Jose Maria led a fascinating life that's well worth reading about. Among other things, he nearly died as a child and they had to flee Madrid during the Spanish Civil War. Here are three things, according to Saint Jose Maria, that all Catholics should be doing. First, he says, make a morning offering of your day to God. Secondly, Pray the Angelus at noon. And lastly, examine your conscience at night. Examining your conscience, he said, every evening is another Catholic tradition. Besides these three habits, members of Opus Dei are encouraged to do daily readings of spiritual books and the Bible. Pray the rosary daily. Go to daily mass and spend about 15 minutes in mental prayer every day
0: it's time to find out what's going on in our catholic community
2: get ready get ready david july 4th 9 30 a.m till 3 30. it is the 65th annual 4th of july chicken barbecue st james in malala st james parishioners invite all to support their parish by sharing in this holiday meal they've been cooking for over 60 years back to the basics with sit down chicken dinners and to go options so you can find more Mm. details head over to the community calendar materdayradio.com and the hail mary media app
1: coincidentally yes i had chicken last night
2: did you really i did it was very tasty uh, probably, though, not as good as oh, St. James barbecue I chicken dinner.
1: guarantee you, yes.
2: <laughs> and coming up, our good friend David, Dina Marie, yeah. will be joining us. We'll be talking how to have 33 days of morning glory.
1: It's right after the forecast.
2: Facing difficult problems in your marriage. Oregon Retrovite is a lifeline to married couples helping them restore their marriage and rebuild a loving relationship. Catholic in origin, this Christian marriage program is open to all married couples, no matter what age, walk of life, faith, or ethnic background. Oregon Retrovite is a practical program to improve communication, build stronger marriages, and help couples reconnect. Presenters are not trained marriage counselors, but rather couples sharing their personal stories and the tools that they use to rediscover their love. Begin your journey to healing all it takes is a decision to find out more. Go to helpourmarriage.org and start the process today. That's helpourmarriage.org to learn more about this transformational program. Oregon retrovi a lifeline for married couples. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is looking for a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner, psychologist, or licensed clinical social worker who is passionate about their mission of respecting the dignity of each person, mind, body, and spirit. If you or someone you know is looking to make a difference, please contact Holy Family Catholic Clinic by sending an email to info at holyfamilyclinic.com.
1: And it is 844 at Monterey Radio. have mostly sunny skies today, high of 79 degrees. Mostly clear overnight tonight, low of 55. And then Tuesday, mostly sunny, 80. Wednesday, mostly sunny, 82. So pretty nice.
2: Currently 58 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. And
1: 60 degrees at St. John the Apostle in Oregon City.
2: Well, we are to the summer season and and our community calendar full of exciting things to do. We know that the sisters at Our Lady of Peace are busily preparing because in just a little while their Summer Institute will be beginning. Joining us today, who's been, well, working real closely with them up north a little bit from Longview, Washington. Joining us this morning, it is the wonderful Dina Marie Hale. Good morning, Dina Marie.
11: Oh, good morning, Brenda. And yes, I was just at the Sisters at Our Lady of Peach retreat on Friday. They had a wonderful retreat on the angels and mercy. And what was exciting, Brenda, was to see folks who have never been to the retreat house coming on Uh retreat. People want to come. They want to learn. They want to pray. They want to be in community and grow in their faith. And I think the summer season, Brenda, is just this wonderful opportunity to just get grow deep in your faith there's so much going on and i'm excited about what's coming up in in july i'm excited about what we're going to be doing in august here in kellith county so yeah it's a great time to get back in on track with your 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 relationship with jesus and guess who's the best helper of that our blessed mother she's oh. so great
2: Absolutely. You know, several years ago for Lent, the good deacon and I, there was that wonderful book, 33 Days to Morning mm-hmm. Glory. It was so easy to do, to pray every day together, the the just simple short prayers, following some wonderful saints, and then making that special dedication. You are inviting people to join you on this journey. Tell our listeners about it. It, it is really exciting. We
11: certainly learned about 33 days to morning glory from Father Michael Gately, a Marian of the Immaculate Conception priest, several years ago. And the first time I went to to take part in this was at Christ the King Church. They hosted a weekly time to come together and to prepare for a Marian consecration. Now, of course, I've heard about making a Marian consecration, but I hadn't yet done one, and so my husband Rob and I went together, and like you said, you and Deacon Scott went together as a married couple, and I really encourage married couples who can to do this consecration together. It's beautiful because there's daily readings, there's prayers, and we get to walk with Mary with the saints. We get to encounter St. Pope John Paul II, we get to encounter St. Maximilian Kolbe, St. Mother Teresa Calcutta. Uh, These saints will help lead us. And of course, St. Louis de Montfort, who helped us with this way of going to Jesus through Mary. So uh, we went on the retreat and the 33 days ourselves as a couple, made the consecration, and then the Lord said, hey, why don't you lead a group? And so the next year, we at at St. Stephen's Church led a group of 33 people on the 33 Days to Morning Glory, and just spent time as a, a group leader, helping people go through the process of making a Mary consecration. And it was life-changing to mm. watch people's, um, their hearts open. Some people were very skeptical about this whole Mary thing. And by the end of the six weeks, uh, bright lights, I mean, people's prayer lives were transformed, uh, their hope was renewed, their uh, love of the Eucharist and our Blessed Mother just grew. It was, so oh, relationships starting to heal. This is, you guys were talking earlier today about the healing uh, seminar that's coming up. This is about true healing, and that's a relationship with Jesus through Mary. So we're going to be meeting on a weekly basis six weeks at uh, Kelso, Washington. A lot of people can come over the river over on that Lewis and Clark Bridge from uh, Columbia County. We hope our Clark County community might join us in this. Once a week, we'll meet together as a community. Every day, you're going to have an opportunity to pray, and we're going to grow in holiness with Mary as our guide and to learn about the Blessed Mother's importance in our lives. And I just want to share this if I can find it really quickly, you know, one of the reasons why we decided to do this is because the Second Vatican Council said everyone should have a genuine devotion to Mary and entrust his life to her motherly care. This is something that every one of us should really be focused on, and this is going to give people an opportunity to do so in the summer season. We're going to meet on Wednesday night, starting in August, for the whole month of August, One week in September, and guess what? Mary's birthday is coming up on September 8th, and we'll have our big celebration and consecration honoring our Blessed Mother's birthday on uh, September 9th, or September 8th. It'll be a great time to to come and to really grow in holiness.
2: Right. That's wonderful about that book. I know that it sets it up so that way you begin the process and then make that consecration on a Marian feast day. So in this case, the nativity of our blessed mother, Dina Marie Hale, joining us this morning, telling us about some of the things you'll be able to do this summer to grow in holiness. Dina Marie, you said you were just at our Lady of Peace retreat. They are really getting ready for the Summer Institute. Tell the listeners, remind them again a little bit more. You've been talking with some of the speakers, how that's shaping up and how they're going to be able to get in on, well, this wonderful event.
11: Yeah, I think the key way, Brenda, for those who want to spend the whole week, certainly look at the whole schedule to come with us. But the greatest opportunity is there's four talks on four nights, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of that week, to come and hear some amazing talks. I know people have busy schedules, but Tim Staples on Monday, Father Theodore Lang on Tuesday, the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, Mother of Sumpta Long. Many of you have heard her speak. Very powerful. And then, of course, our own Bishop Peter Smith will be speaking Thursday evening. So these are evenings that you can come in from 7 to 9 p.m. You can hear an amazing talk. You can c- connect with the rest of the community, meet some of the sisters, or you can come for the whole day. But I think a lot of our local listeners can just come on out for the evenings Uh, and just have a time to have a powerful talk. A lot of these talks are going to be, they're going to be so Eucharistic and Marian centered. Our focus is be still and know that I am God. So if you want to learn how to get a little more quiet in the Adoration Chapel, how to really have some peace in your life and to learn more about your faith, I'd come on out. Uh, OLPretreat.org obviously is the website to get all of the information, but to check out those Evening talks during the summer institute is a real key way to. I mean, hey, meet Tim Staples. You're right? <laughs> You're gonna have a wonderful time on oh. Monday, and uh, it's his birthday that week, so we're gonna we're gonna be able to hang out with Tim Staples on his birthday. Oh. But you know, it's just <laughs> gonna be a fun time. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll you'll change if you come and experience some of these opportunities. And for those of you right here on the west side of town, boy, just drive on over to Our Lady of Peach Retreat in Beaverton. And have a great week with us. Uh, during the week of the 10th through the 14th of July.
2: Oh, it's going to be perfect. Uh, Tim Stables, you need to really be rested in order to <laughs> sit in on one of his talks. He is so full of energy and just really brings you along for this incredible journey through his discussions, and it sounds like it's going to be a great week. So, let me get this. So, it's going to be his birthday during the uh, retreat, the Summer Institute. And then, Dina Murray, yes. you said that the Marion consecration that you're doing is ending on mary's mary's birthday, birthday.
11: wow yeah. and just keep growing folks check out mater day radio's website because you guys always have all the information on that hail mary media app god bless
2: oh, god bless you too have a wonderful day
1: and it is 852 at mater day radio dina marie kind of told my soul my thunder there because i was going to say check out mater day radio's website i'm just looking at our community calendar we got yeah. so much information mm-hmm. there, are all of these different activities that are happening. And by the way, if you're at a parish or a school and you want to submit some information about an event you have going on, go to our website. You can list it right there, and we'll get it up on the community calendar for you as well. Modern Day Radio's community calendar on our website at materdeiradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Greetings and blessings to all of you listening to Mater
5: Dei Radio. Join me, Father Gabriel Mosier, and other listeners of Mater Dei Radio as we pray the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother.
1: To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen.
8: For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit maturadayradio.com. Are
10: you a young adult in your 20s or 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Jesse Jose, the president of the Portland Chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work in Witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to build community, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org.
1: Summertime is a great time to drive the open road, unless your old reliable wheels just aren't up to the task anymore. You know who could use that old car? Mater Day Radio. You can donate most vehicles, cars, trucks, vans, RVs, and boats to Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program with the proceeds supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast and in return, getting yourself a likely tax deduction. More information on our vehicle donation program at materderadio.com.
0: The Morning Blend with David and Brenda, a double shot to start the day on Mater Day Radio.
1: And it is 8.55 in Mater Day Radio. Take one last look at your forecast today on this Monday. Mostly sunny skies, high of 79 degrees. Clear overnight tonight, low of 55. And then, gosh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all just... Mostly sunny skies highs in the low to mid 80s. Maybe actually heating up as we head into 4th of July weekend oh, too, yeah. so keep an eye on that. Currently 59 degrees in the Rose City.
2: And closing out our show today here is Steve Grazano, More Beautiful. You are listening to David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Matre Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Though
12: we are lost in-
1: steve Agrizzano and more beautiful it is 859 at mater day radio the bridge between your faith and everyday life that is going to do it for the morning blend on this monday start of the last week of june I'm ready for it. Yes, just head and Make right the most it. of it. That's it. Enjoy out there. Get out there. going to be nice. 80 degrees, beautiful day.
2: I'm just thinking about barbecue chicken now.
1: <laughs> I know. That's <laughs> on my mind.
2: That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend Living Stones coming on this evening at 730. Of course, catch the podcast on the Hail Mary media app. Have a very blessed day.